A reading from the Book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Word of God, word of life. God's grace to all of those online and here at church as well. Amen. We went on a family road trip when I was six years old, and I got bored as we drove the endless ribbon of highway of eastern North Dakota. And so I found my mom's red knit headband, and I decided to dangle it out of my back seat window to pass the time. I heard my dad's voice, Beth, please don't do that. The wind is strong and you will let go and the headband will fly away. I obeyed his words for a while, 
and then quietly rolled the window down again just far enough to extend my hand and wave the red headband in the wind once again. It rippled with delight in the rush of air. And you can guess what happened next. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I watched the headband fly from my hand into the prairie wind. I gulped, and I looked at my sister, who watched the whole thing happen. There was that awkward silence, and then she said, um, hey, Dad, the red headband just flew away. The disciples are gathered, and they are together. It's a festival day in Jerusalem, and they were tucked in an upper room somewhere in the city as the streets were packed with people. Jesus had promised to send his spirit to them. They just didn't know when or how. And as they were gathered together, a violent wind rushed in and blew everything and everyone out. Luke tells us that a flame of fire rested on each of their heads and they began to speak the language they were taught as babes. And the mash of words poured out on all the people gathered in the streets of Jerusalem that day so that they could hear about the de deeds of Jesus in a language that they could understand. It was a cacophony of chaos, a flooding of speech, and it happened in a moment. The Holy Spirit, God creator, sustainer, savior and sustainer came through the voices and language, so many words. And the spirit of life came through stories and the varied origins of people to change the now into the next. The future came to be through the spoken word. Carter and John, we are so grateful to be a part of this day where you will receive the Holy Spirit sealed on your forehead in your heart. And as a congregation, as a community, we promise to know and celebrate your calls in this world. We'll speak those promises today, and we will also hear God's promise to be with you in this life and even in death. And later today at the second service, we will honor the graduating seniors. And I know some of them have already heard speeches and commencement addresses. Parents and friends and teachers have written messages and memories and hopes and congratulations. And somehow through this ritual, we pass the baton onto them as they engage with the world more independently and, the, and create a future that they are yet to live. But in all this wondering of what's next, I wonder if anyone will mark the moment we are in now. Climate crisis and political rifts, gun violence so out of control, the passion and strife of women's rights, racism, toxic masculinity, not to mention Wordle and TikTok. How do we move from the now to the needed next? It was Peter, who ran away in the crisis moment of Jesus' arrest, who didn't say a single word other than to deny being with Jesus. He is the one who stands up and speaks. He calls back to the prophet Joel, 
I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Young people, babies and youth, prophesy, declare, live out the visions you have for this world, not for your benefit, but for the benefit of others. The thing that you see in the world that is not right, the idea that you cannot get out of your head to bring equity to people, follow it and make it happen, and know that the flame is resting upon your head. The wind of the Spirit will take your story to give it words. The old, the greatest generation, the baby boomers, Dream your dreams, speak your stories, get out of the back room and in the center circle. Tell of it, write of it, take action, let your headband fly in the wind before you die. The Holy Spirit is poured out so we can speak, so we can tell of God who loves this world so much that God won't give up on it, even when it's messed up and self-serving. God's whose circle of inclusion is as wide as the circumference of the earth, yet tender enough like an eggshell carton to hold each and every story. It's not someone else's call, it's yours, it's ours, and the Spirit is with you. So often, though, we speak, but only to those who are like us, sitting next to us in a familiar pew or neighborhood. We cannot miss in this story that the wind pushes the disciples into the street, where it is more risky to speak because you don't know who will hear. And it's exactly there, from known, away from known structures and familiarity, that people hear, and they hear in a language they can understand. Some people walk away, others scoff that this talk is just drunkenness. And yet we hear just verses after this story that many that day came to believe. Something happened when the spirit of language was breathed and poured out so others could speak. It was an internal feeling, an isolated moment. It was not that. It was as people were gathered together. God sends a violent wind and an egg's fire so people will speak. Everything gets messed up, discombobulated, rearranged, befuddled, and set in a new motion. There's nothing tidy or appropriate about Pentecost. The church council and staff just recently met so we could connect with each other to fortify our leadership and to harness the spirit that we know is here creating at Mount Olivet. And each leader, staff, and council was asked to write a headline for Mount Olivet for 2025, and each was asked to write a prayer. And what is so interesting is that the visions for the future and the prayers for today were so similar. They were bold and they spoke of what we as a church are called to do and then what God needs to do. They were not small ideas or easy visions. And it will take a rush of wind and an outpouring of spirit on young and old 
time and gifts and guts. And each of these visions and prayers are real and possible. I guess the question is, why would we wait till 2025? I wonder if we think this story is of the past. I wonder if we just think too small. I wonder if we prefer to keep things tidy in a room that is known sitting next to people who know us so well. In all of our thinking and overthinking, in all of our complaints, complacency and praying, it is God who sends the spirit of wind to push us out to speak, to be so intentional about everyone hearing the message of love, mercy, and justice. And God doesn't give up in indecision and slips. The same spirit that blows and ignites even today hovered over the dark and chaotic to create life. That same spirit came to Mary to birth Jesus. And each of these spirit moments included speech, a voice to carry the torch to the next place in person. The rest of this book the Acts of the Apostles, as we have heard in this season of Easter, are small stories where people dare to speak of Jesus. None of them are easygoing. A defiant world and its people push back. But story by story, the message is spoken, and the Spirit connects people, so more and more are included. Whether you open your window or not, the Spirit is being poured out. So prophesy, speak, dream dreams, and cast vision, and know when you dangle your words out into the world, the Holy Spirit will take them for someone to hear. God promises this. Amen.